Hello everyone, my name is Kendall and welcome to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. And just like any book club, we'll only be spending half the time actually talking about books. In these episodes of this podcast, I will be sitting down with various guests to connect over who they are, their happiness, and lessons they've learned. I believe life is like a book. Each chapter is a piece of our development and growth with the good, the bad, and everything in between that ultimately makes up our story. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you that my guests and I will be sharing our own personal experiences and opinions throughout this episode and all future episodes. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. I am super excited to be here today with somebody very near and dear to my heart. As I've said before in the last season with her sister who was on here, you are family, not by blood, but by choice. Madison Horner, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. That's so sweet. We are by choice. because By choice, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't know if I would choose your father's family. I'm just, you know. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. To be here, just kidding. I love you. <laughs> Your sister Shelby was on last season, and she and I also said that we were like, "Our father." So our fathers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I'm glad you're here. I am very excited to have you on here. Um, giving a little background, we grew up together. Our fathers were friends since they were like in elementary school or something ridiculous. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so we grew up together, and our cousins I use air quotes but cousins and I have to say you're incredibly funny like constantly making me laugh so smart so talented so brilliant so beautiful so phenomenal and I think growing up I always kind of admired you and I don't know whether you know this or not but I did I always just thought that like you're incredibly confident but without it feeling like confidence it's kind of effortless I think that you like walk into a room very honestly as you are with your intentions kind of on the table and just like are who you are and I always people want to be around you I think you radiate just like compassion and like honesty and integrity I would say and so like I always just I was just like always admiring kind of just the way that you are I don't know oh <laughs> That's so sweet. I can say the same things about you. I have never, ever, ever had a bad time hanging out with you either. It's always so been easy. Like yeah. you're, you're very easy friend. You're easy family. Like, yeah, I know easy. that I can talk to you. Yeah. 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 I know that like, yeah, it's one of those things where you know that like push comes to shove, you'd be somebody I'd call kind of thing. Like it's just, yeah. it's easy. It's safe. That gotcha. Yeah. Totally. Well, I'm very so happy mutual. for you here. And so- That's a little bit about who you are to me, but I'll introduce a little bit about you and then you can correct me where I'm wrong or ask me more. Go ahead. So in undergrad, you studied media arts and design and English literature. Since graduating, you've worked, first of all, in like so many different places. You studied abroad in London. You moved to LA after college and then New Mm -hmm. York, and then now you're back in Virginia and you worked in various places as like a content manager, a content acquisition and project manager. Mm-hmm. How did you get into the field of study that you were in where you did like design and media and then English literature and then into the job area that you're in now? Like how did all of that come to be? Yeah, so I I have been a little bit of a mess since 
not the word I would use. It is. It is. I, I like recently had to fill something out about like all the different places I've lived and moved for the last couple of years. And I was like, I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't even know where I was this time, this time, this time. Um, yeah. So I actually went to college to be a teacher. So I went to college as a secondary education major with, or I'm sorry, an English major with a secondary education minor. So I wanted to be a high school English teacher. Really? Uh, yes. My love of Shakespeare. I was like, I have to teach Romeo and Juliet. Like I have to do it. Um, and that's, see you as a high school English teacher. I think people would get a kick out of you. I think I think I like the idea of teaching high school because you can kind of be mean to them. Yeah, like mm, you know what I that. mean. Like it's compassion. It's like <laughs> like I see you, you see me, I see you. Like we have mutual respect. Yeah. Whereas like little kids, you have to be nice to them because <laughs> they're little and they don't know better. Mm. Um, so that's what I went to do, and then like my second year oh no by the end of my freshman year I found out about the media arts and design program from one of my friends and I at the time was I think probably like most women my age obsessed with YouTube and like I just like watched all the YouTubers like that's what I wanted to do I was like this is what I want to do I don't I don't want to be a YouTuber but like I want to be a part of this world somehow yeah and so I was like I found about the media arts design program and so I applied I had to take a class and then I applied um, and then I got in and so that ended up being the degree that I got in the end and I minored in English literature. Um, but yeah, so then I got into a program through my university, um, out in Los Angeles. It was a post-grad program. So I was technically graduated in May of 2016, but I was still a student for the summer because I got into this program. So I went out to LA and I had a number of internships that were kind of in the YouTube space. And um, not directly for YouTube, but just kind of in that world. And then um, I stayed. Let me give this a go. Like, this is where this industry is. This is the world I want to be a part of. I had a really, really positive experience over the summer when I was there. Um, made a lot of really great connections, a lot of great friends. So I was like, I'm going to stay. And all three of my roommates were in the same boat as me. So we all stayed. All four of us stayed. Um, and I did it for a year. And I really I mean I think you pick like two cities in the United States LA and New York that could have been like so different and every time somebody moves there I ask like what do you think of it because it's also probably the most popular cities that people think of or you know a young 20 something year old is like I'm going to LA I'm going to New York yeah yeah totally I hated it I (laughs) like hated it I, I first of all I don't like being hot and so I was like, this is strike one. I don't, it's, I'm hot here all the time. I'm never not sweating. Um, but it's also just LA is one of those cities where, and this was explained to me by a friend one time, and I think this is a great way to think about it. Like you have five favorite places in LA. It's going to take you an hour to get to literally any of them. Like it, it doesn't, no, you have a favorite place here, 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 and here. And it's not like, oh, I could walk to this one, but this is like a five minute drive or whatever. Like, no, no, it's going to take you at least an hour to get to any of those five locations and where I was living was sort of far removed from kind of like the fun stuff. So um, because it was cheaper to live away from the fun stuff, you know, um, especially right out of college, I was like, I have $5. What can I get with this $5? Yep. Um, and so I lived about 20 minutes from Malibu, um, which is a really, really beautiful area. I lived in Calabasas. Um, which for fans of the Kardashians, they live over there. And so it sounds like it could be expensive, but it, it's just very far removed from like the West Hollywood area, which is where a lot of the fun bars are. 
Santa Monica, mm-hmm. where a lot of the fun beaches and and restaurants are. And um, I lived over near um, Universal Studios, which is also a lot of fun stuff. So over there, so we just lived far from all that fun stuff. So yeah, um, it just the traffic was terrible. The people were fairly superficial, um, and I have a little bit of like rbf when it comes to like pretending to like somebody. <laughs> yeah so you're very like, honest you're very just like I can't pretend to like you <laughs> yeah I can't pretend to like you so um so yeah I left there and I came home for a couple of months to figure out what I wanted to do but I have like always been in love with New York um I've wanted to live there probably since I was like 14 and I just never thought I could because New York is like famously just the most expensive place in the world yeah um and so I was like let me apply you know some jobs there just to see what's up and my cousin was living there at the time and so she was telling me about how much she loved it and you know she was making she wasn't making a million dollars a month right like so she's like I'm making it work like it's totally doable and I'm like okay um so I ended up getting a job there and I moved up there in 2017 and I worked for a media company and um I left in (laughs) 2020 literally two months before the pandemic that's crazy um, I got incredibly lucky that that worked out the way that it did or else I think I would have been a little bit screwed yeah um but yeah and then I moved back to Virginia um and I am in Richmond now and yeah. I'm working for kind of an e-learning company yeah which has been fun yeah and so did you you as a kid what did you like think you were going to grow up to be versus you said like you hit teenage years and we're like, Oh, YouTube and media is like where I need to be. So the YouTube stuff, funnily enough, didn't even come until like freshman year of college. Oh wow. Like it kind of just hit me. I was, I like remember laying in bed in my dorm and I was just like between classes or something. And I was just watching like YouTube stuff. Yeah. And I was like, these people are getting paid to do this. Like it just yeah. like occurred to me that I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. These people are getting paid to do this. I don't really like being the center of attention. So I don't love, I'm like, I don't think I could do this. Right. Like I don't yeah. think I could be a YouTuber, but they have a team. They have to have somebody editing. They have to have somebody on the back end doing their social media. They have to have somebody who's an agent or whatever. I'm like, there's a world outside the person that I'm watching right now. Yeah. That, like it just hit me. Yeah. But I think growing up, like when I was a kid, if you probably asked me when I was in like fifth grade or something, I probably wanted to be a soccer player. Really? I was going to say, you're very athletic. You always played soccer, ran, like you've always been athletic. Yeah, I played soccer for like 15 years. I played like year-round soccer for about 15 years. Um, And I quit to be a runner. It's much to my parents' (laughs) dismay. They were like, great. (laughs) Yeah, We put all this money for 15 years into soccer and you want to be a runner, that's cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could see that though. But then uh-huh. the teacher stuff is like what has surprised me. But your mother's in like higher education, so it wouldn't surprise me. We always end up in some way like our parents, but I'm glad that we've taken on our mother's sides. Of- <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. And I think it was a little bit inspired by her, but I think also I was like extremely fortunate to have just unbelievable English teachers in high school. Throughout, I mean, I, I can think back through even middle school like my my English teachers are phenomenal and so I was like this is what I want to do like I want to be you like yeah. I really want to be you yeah. um because I want to make me feel I want to make that student feel the way that you've made me feel for these four years and these are people I'm still friends with like I'm friends with them on Facebook I've reached out to them like these teachers and stuff yeah. that like I'm still at 20 years old like still in touch with um so I think someday 
honestly, I don't think that door is completely closed for me. Yeah. Um, but maybe in the future, I yeah. think about going into teaching. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, teachers make the entire difference in your like experience. And I feel like my totally. best teachers have always been my English teachers. And I'm not biased because I love English, but like, <laughs> I feel like they've always been the most passionate about whatever it is that they're teaching. It's yeah. like that or like maybe theater teachers, like uh, you can feel the passion in them a lot, I think. Yeah, I agree. Even in, co- in college too, like some of my most um, influential teachers are where I have, like I never missed a class, you know what I mean? Even yeah. though I really had no idea what we were talking about. I'm like, I'm still going to go yeah. because I want to hear what she has to say. Yeah. Um, We're always English teachers. Yeah. So. And it's sure. what I, I mean, I like reading and I read a lot of classical stuff. So I'm like, that's what I, the stuff that like, like I said, Robbie and Julia, I'm like, I want to teach that. Yeah. So that was like high school stuff. Yeah. I think. For yeah. Me. Yeah. No, I totally get it. And you love theater and like, I do love theater. Musical theater and everything. I was going to ask, have you, and this is kind of off topic, but I thought no. of you when my sister Darren suggested this, but the musical, um, the six. Oh, six. Yeah. yeah. Six. So good. I have not seen it yet, but I know a great amount of the music. It's so good. It sounds like it would be so good. It's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. yeah. So transitioning into the topic of happiness, can you okay. define happiness for me in your own words? Um, For me, when I think about the times in my life where I've been the most happy, um, I think I've been surrounded by people. I think for me, happiness is the people that I've surrounded myself with, the people I'm spending my time with. I think um, even in my, you know, I'm say older age, I'm 28. But like, <laughs> as I get older, this gets more and more important to me, I think, like being almost like a little bit selfish with my time. Um, and so it's like when I'm really happy and like the most feeling the most fulfilled, it's because I'm spending, I'm giving my time to somebody that I feel like is giving is reciprocating that time with me like it I don't know if that fully answers it but Mm. I was trying to think about it like I I just think like I mean it's having all my basic needs met right it's being able to pay rent it's being opening my fridge and having food in there it's being able to drive home to see my family because I have a wonderful relationship with them and I'm very fortunate to to have that but I think like when I think about like the times in my life where I've been like just so no cares, truly no cares, like yeah. no cares in the world. It's because of the people that I've surrounded myself with. Yeah. And I will say, I, you know, you, you, you and your sister, I think both are two people that I think have always, cause she said this when she was on this podcast as well, community is really important and you both yeah. have strong, long lasting friendships. Like since high school, you have big groups of friends. And like you said, I, I think I, I get that from you. Like you're a very kind of honest person and like, I think you want to spend your time where you want to spend your time, but I always see you hanging out with people. Like there are people and big groups, little groups, whatever it is that you're hanging out with and you're spending your time with consistently. Yeah. Yeah. I've been really lucky. I have like, I think from high school, I don't see it. Shelby is really lucky where she like has a lot of really close friends from high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I have not as many as she does, but I was really fortunate to be in organizations, I think, in college mm. that just, like, I was in a, a fraternity in college. Um, so all of my best friends now are people that I made yeah. friends with through that organization. And I think they'll be my friends. Yeah. Um, I'm extremely, extremely close with my cousins. Um, 
and I'm best friends with their best friends. I was at a bachelor bachelorette party in, uh, last year um, for one of my cousin's friends. Like mm. we just like, we're really close in that kind of way. Um, so I think like, yeah, just at this point in my life, I'm just kind of like, it sounds mean almost a little bit. But I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I like spending time with you. You know, like I don't yeah. know if this is like, I'm not happy. And and I I just think like time is, and like more it's morbid, but like we like time is of the essence, right? Like we yeah. don't live forever. So I'm like, I don't. I'm gonna spend the time with the people that I like. I really yeah. really make me happy. Um and do the things that really make me happy. I think saying no has been like something I've had to learn coming off the pandemic um, and just being a little bit selfish with my time because like, I just want to be happy. I just want to have a good time. And no, if yeah. you're not contributing anything positive to my life, then I don't know what's yeah. the point, you know? Yeah. No, that totally. And I think a lot of people could use learning that early on and feeling okay in that space and like saying no and things like that. So yeah, I totally get it. So what yeah. are some of the things that make you happy? Oh my gosh. I am. So probably the biggest thing, the first thing that's like on the forefront, I love fitness. Um, working out um, is a happy thing for me. Uh, I think this is like a relationship that I've had to develop and change over the last several years because I was um, in high school. I was like a very high performing athlete. And so it felt very Pressure. There was a lot of pressure around mm -hmm. the activities that I was doing around my my fitness. Then now in adulthood, I kind of had to unlearn that. Mm. Like I was like, sis, like you're not on the Olympic <laughs> team. Like you're not gonna win the marathon. Like you're not. I'm just. And I, I think living in New York and being part of certain running organizations in New York really helps me do that. I've just been like, you can just show up and do this for fun, you know? Yeah. And you you don't even have to sign up for the five k. You don't even you don't have to do anything. You could just get with a group of people and go for a run and talk about your weekend or. Um, you know, I've gotten really into cycle over the last probably two or three years. Mm. Um, and that's been really big for me as well as just like leaving running kind of to the side for just five seconds and being like, wait, this is another activity I can do just for fun. Yeah. I'm not competing. Um, so yeah, it, it just makes me happy. Um, it's the community I think that comes with fitness, um, as well. The friends that I've made, the connections that I've made, um, the conversations I've had with people, it, on runs outside of runs like it's just a vulnerable space fitness I think um because you know you're putting yourself out there in a way that do you're doing something hard um and that is like inherently vulnerable so I think uh that makes me the most happy um and I love spending time with my family like I said like I come home a lot um to see my family and my dogs uh they're perfect um <laughs> no flaws uh <laughs> And my cousins. I'm extremely close with both of my cousins. Um, so I spend a lot of time with them as well. Yeah. You have a very tight family unit and even like extended family, which I always, again, have like admired and think that that's like such a beautiful thing. Even as like, I think, I think about this a lot with my friends that I've been friends with for like years where it's just like, how amazing is it that we grew up into different individuals and went on our own paths and like grew and, you know, changed and yet can come back together so easily and beautifully after that yeah. is like so wonderful yeah no I completely agree and I think it, it was like a weird and fun coincidence that my cousins and I all ended up in New York at the exact same time um and now I think we're headed back to the DC area like they're both there again and I'm probably headed that way so I just think it's like we get drawn to each other back to each other every time. yeah yeah that's really I, nice. I love that yeah. yeah I love that 
what are some of your happiest like moments, like moments you think back to and you're like, I was so happy then. Oh, happiest moments. I like hate to bring them up again, but they probably have to do with living in New York with my cousins. I remember there was one, like this just comes to me immediately. Like we, there was one day we went on the cruise um, on the Hudson, like around like the self statue of Liberty and like they had mimosas and <laughs> just like in the sun like taking pictures like it was just like the best mo- like I just for a second was like oh my god like I could see the Manhattan skyline I'm looking at the Statue of Liberty like my cousins are here and my cousins now fiance was there who I love and I just was like what am yeah. I doing like what <laughs> are you doing you know like this is the best this is yeah. just the best it's, yeah it's simple you know we weren't doing anything we were sitting on yeah. a boat but like I, I just was like, this is so that, so I just think the times, the memories that I can make with them um, mean a lot to me. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. The simplicity of like, again, it just in, in like has all the things you just said, like community, people, the contentment, the, that's like a beautiful moment that you like yeah. capture and hold on to. I love that. Thanks. So my next question is, how do you find balance in your life? Relieving stress? finding that happiness like how do you do that yeah I think this is something that I've had to learn um over recent years and like it's weird to say right but I think I found like little bits of sunlight in the pandemic just because it taught me to stop like stop like you like it's forcing me to stop and slow down and I think having lived in New York City where you literally can't stop doing anything ever. Like it's just, that is the the culture of the city. That is the energy of the city. Like, and so coming off of that and then having to be forced to stop. Um, I find balance, I think in like drawing boundaries with my time. Um, and I've been really fortunate in the work that I'm doing now where that's acceptable and encouraged. Uh, where it's like you sign on at this time you sign off at this time like you can walk away and have your life Um, and I think I find I use that opportunity to do I mean I hate to bring it up again but like exercise like I Mm have those are the things that like clear my head like just going to the gym it's for like literally 10 minutes like I'll just walk on the treadmill for 10 minutes and listen to a couple songs I'm like I'm good then I can go do whatever else I want Uh, or going for a walk outside Um, and I also watch a lot of tv I watch (laughs) a lot of tv uh i'm probably watching whatever you're watching i'm probably watching oh the vanderpump rules scandal it is absolute gold yep absolute gold i i feel i feel privileged to be alive during this time (laughs) really moment culture yeah yeah yeah. it's like that and uh we love all reality tv and then all the new shows i figure you probably watch like anything that is like pop like white lotus yeah oh yeah yep white lotus succession yep. Ted yep. Lasso yeah all that oh, stuff yeah uh-huh yeah anything yeah so I do a lot of that but I think like I'm a very um you mentioned like I love being with people and surrounding myself with people but I would consider myself almost like fairly an introverted person and so which is lot- why it always surprises me because like even yeah, from like, like yeah. childhood you're somebody that I feel like was always just like this is like for example I growing up didn't really love sleepovers but like I did them because I was expected to and I remember my mom once telling me she's like I think I wanted to ask you for a sleepover or something she's like Maddie doesn't really like sleepovers and I was like you cannot like sleepovers nobody told me I was allowed to say no to that like it felt like such a thing that you like 
do. And I know a lot of kids didn't grow up doing sleepovers, but like I did. And it was just like a part of a birthday party or whatever, whatever else. And so like, I remember from a young age, you being that person where it was like, I don't want to do this. I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just like being all by myself. <laughs> like, I really love being alone. And do you know what? When I was a kid, I would go to the sleepover until like 10. Yeah. And then my mom would go get me and I'd be like, later, I'm going to have yeah. a good night's sleep. Like, yeah. I'm going to come eat your pizza and watch like yeah. She's a Man or whatever we're watching. And then I'm going to head home. That was uh, my dream. And maybe I'll come back over in the morning. Like, because sometimes my friends yeah. are like, come back over for breakfast or something. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But I also like had soccer games, like Saturdays and Sundays, sometimes like Wednesdays. And so I just was also like, yeah, I have to get up early because I have to play a soccer tournament. Like, I'm good. I'll yeah. see y'all later. Yeah. 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 yeah you've always been very kind of says not going to do it. Don't want to. Don't want to. No. Don't want to. I just like being by, I, I like don't mind being alone like yeah. independent activities working out what just watching tv yeah just like going for a walk whatever like yeah. that breaks up my time because I just need yeah. to like not talk to anybody not have to feel like I have to entertain you yeah. know or like keep up or yeah. share or what like I'm just yeah. decompressed yeah so do you I'm I'm like this where like I I say like outgoing introvert or like, yeah. I don't know, there's like other terms for it, but like, I like hanging out with the people I want to hang out with and spending my time with other people who I want to spend time with and doing things I want to do. But like where I recharge is like by myself. So like, I want to come totally. home at the end of the night and like be in my own bed. I want to spend the next morning. Like, like that was my least favorite part of a sleepover was waking up the next morning and you haven't left yet. Like oh my at a God. birthday party, like, unless we have plans the next day, like you need to go. Like, I want to shower yeah. my own shower. I want to eat my own breakfast. I want to watch my show. Like, oh yeah, that's exactly over. that's exactly how I am. I'm always the first to leave, even if I go visit my cousin and I like spend the night or whatever. It's like eight a.m. and I'm like, peace. And she's I'm... like, where are you going? I'm like, you can stay all day. Like, and I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. Respectfully, like, I just <laughs> want to get in my car, yeah. go home, and yeah, shower, put coffee clothes on, get on the couch, and not talk to anybody yeah. because I was just with you for forty eight hours. I agree. I'm like that. So this is one of my favorite questions, but is there something that happened that didn't go the way you expected, but that ultimately the outcome was like great or just worked out or whatever it was? Yeah. I mean, I think like my career as a whole is probably like a perfect example of something like that. Like I thought I was going to be working in the YouTube industry forever. Like yeah. I went to, um, I went to conferences. I went to, I took classes. I had internships. Like I met people. I went to shows, like everything I needed to do to set myself for success. I moved to freaking California. Like I did yeah. everything I needed to do to set myself up for a world there. And I just hated it. Like I just did not like it. I didn't like the city that it was in. I didn't like the people that were involved. Um, now I met a lot of really, really wonderful people in that space. And I got a lot of really awesome opportunities, but as a whole, I just was like, this is surprisingly not for me. And, um, I think what came out of that was the opportunity to live in New York and like that change, like, it, it sounds almost dramatic to say it, you know, let's say it was 2017. So I was 22, 23 when I moved to New York. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like math. Um, <laughs> Uh, notice I haven't said anything about knowing math. Yeah, math we're both like English, English. I'm like liberal arts, <laughs> math is hard. Um, 
And so, but it changed my life. Like living in New York completely changed my life. It changed my mental health. It changed my mindset around um, fitness and running, which was something I so desperately needed. Yeah. Um, it changed my mindset about what I'm going to look for for the rest of my life in a workplace. Um, you know, I just, it, it was just like my second, third job. So I was just like, stay, it was the longest job I'd had. I learned so much. So I was like, this is going to influence the way I move through the rest of my working life. Yeah. Um, it influenced, I think my priorities, just like knowing who I want to spend time with and what my priorities are like. So, so YouTube, the YouTube stuff kind of not working out was kind of a bummer at the time because I loved it so much, but it, I think it opened a lot of doors for me that will carry me, carry me now and will probably yeah. carry me through the future. Yeah. That's super cool. So yeah. what are you most proud of? Oh my gosh. What am I most proud of? Um, I think I'm really proud. Hmm. It's a hard question, right? It's a really hard question because right? I think it's hard to say that you're proud of something that you've done, you know, like it's yeah. a hard thing to say. Yeah. Um, it's easy for I'm... other people to recognize you and then you like validate that. Then, yeah. Like, like oh, I'm proud of you for doing whatever. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, I am proud. I think I'm proud of the person that I'm like becoming. I think like every year I get older, I learn something new about myself and I'm like, I love that I didn't do that. Where last year I probably would have done that. Yeah. Or like, and it's nothing bad. I'm not like talking about like crime, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just like saying <laughs> yes to something or yeah. agreeing to go. So you're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. I probably would have just said yes and done that, but yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. And so I think. I think like that's happening more and more. I'm noticing that I'm just, I think I'm proud. And I'm also think I'm proud of um, the way that I show up for the people in my life. I would hope to think that they feel that way, um, that I'm somebody that they can come to for literally anything because yeah. I just don't have room for judgment yeah. a, a lot of times. Um, so yeah, that's, that feels weird to say out loud. No, but, but I love that. And I think that's yeah. very true. Like, I think that you're, you're a safe place for at least me. And I know like my family, like you are a safe place to land. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. You are too. Yeah. So it like makes sense. Yeah. So what lessons do you think have been the most impactful in your life? I think I learned a lot about uh, advocating for myself or standing up for myself. I think I was, if you, uh, if I could clone myself and bring like high school Maddie in the room, mm -hmm. like she is a completely different person than who I am now, which I feel very, okay. I feel proud of because yeah. that person like admittedly, like I was like just weak and like, kind of like, just kind of did what I was expected to do. I got good grades. I ran fast. Like, you know what I mean? I just yeah. didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want anybody to ever be mad at me or um, feel or not like me or yeah. whatever. And I think like, I'm just kind of like learned that that's just not it. Like, I just think if I could go back and tell middle, my middle school self to like, just chill for a sec, <laughs> like I would, you know, like yeah. I think a lot of us would. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the biggest things I've learned through my career, but through kind of ups and downs of friendships or anything is just like, you don't have to put so much pressure on yourself to be perfect or to be liked because 
unfortunately, there's always going to be somebody that doesn't like you. There's always going to be somebody who's faster than you. Yeah. There's always going to be somebody who's smarter than you. Like, and it's yeah. just like, whatever, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. I think that's been a really, really valuable lesson. And then standing up for myself, I think is something I never would have done years and years and years ago and something that I had to learn um, to save my, my mental health and save my peace and even reestablish my mental health to reestablish my peace. Um, and something I'm still learning. I'm not super good at it now, but I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. better at it. <laughs> yep. No, I get it. So would you say that that is the biggest change you see in yourself now? Or like, what is the biggest change you see in yourself now? Yeah, I think it's interesting when you were introducing me, you said I am a very confident person. Yeah. And I had so appreciate you saying that, but I don't feel like a confident <laughs> person like at all. Yeah. Like I, but I think I'm getting better at that. Yeah. There's like different confidences. Like there are people that are just like, I am amazing. Like, like very Lizzo style where they are just like pumping themselves up all the time. And being like, I am incredible. I'm amazing. And I think there's that confidence. And then I think there's a confidence of just, I I feel like I've never seen you not be exactly who you are. And like without apology and without second guessing whether or not you are in your head, you are who you are. And whereas I could feel in a room like, oh, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. Like, it doesn't come off like you do that at all. Like you just, this is who you are. And like, you don't like it. Okay. Like this is, Okay. <laughs> What do you want me to do with that? No, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. Thank you. I no, I appreciate you saying that. Um, that that's something that people see. I just think like what I've gotten better at as getting older is walking into like I think before I I would say an accomplishment or something, like tell a boss or even a friend or whatever, but I would immediately like disclaim it. Mm. Like, yeah, but but if you don't think it's good, then like, yeah, just let me know. Or like, let me know if you have feedback and whatever. And sometimes I still do that. But I actually had a coworker tell me like a couple of months ago, I did this. I was like, Hey, can you look at this? Okay. But if you don't like it and you know, what and she's just like, I was like, can you just stop doing that? Like, yeah. it's never not what I need. Like, it's always what I need. It's always perfect. It's always, I'm like, Oh, thanks. I needed yeah. you to just tell me to stop doing that. Yeah. Um, but I do that with other stuff, like with friends, you know, Oh, I did this, but she also did it and he also did it he was there and like she helped me and my friends like you can just say that you said something cool like you don't have to yeah automatically make it less than what it is mm-hmm. um and so I think like getting older I'm trying to get better about like just walking into the room being like yes I did that thing like yeah. that thing is what I did like and whether yeah. or not you like it it doesn't matter to me I did yeah. it um or just being yeah just being confident I think is something oh, it's just so sweet that you said that and I'm like I actually don't I think it's something I'm really working on I do yeah I think you are that's so funny thank you that's but I feel like that's that's the truth right is like I've had people tell me like similar things where I'm just like you think that about me like I don't think that about me at all I'm in my head second guessing everything I said or did or I think I also do that where I like diminish something yeah. because I feel like taking taking the credit or even like it just feels like self-centered in some way when like you're allowed to do that good stuff yeah Yeah. let's like accomplish things yeah Yeah. and I think I think it's like a a kind of inherently female thing to do as well Mm. is to just be like yeah but it's not as good as what they like but don't worry about it like if it's bad you don't have to it's but it's like where men don't do it because men don't do it no men are like hey Kendall can you look at this thing that I made 
or look at this thing I made and just send it or whatever. You know, like they're not like, can you, yeah. if you don't like it, could you like, let me know if you don't like it yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's always going to be like, just here's the thing I did, whatever. Yeah. But I think it's an inherently female thing to like try to make ourselves like smaller. Yeah. Um, and not, not as like, just not as big, not as yeah. like, we're doing this thing. Um, so I'm sure. trying to get better about that. I'm really yeah. trying yeah, I needed, I like, I've worked on it at work, especially when like writing an email where I yes. like make sure that I'm not saying a thousand times, like, um, thank you so much. Like, please, what, like all these words that, I mean, those are good words. You should say please and thank you. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I overstate something where it's really like, you can just request something. Like that's why yeah. you're emailing them. You're requesting something. You're asking for something. You're giving feedback. And like, that's okay. As long as you don't do it in a rude manner. But like, right. I have to reread it and edit it because I feel like it's so just delicate versus right. just like straightforward. Yeah. And I think like, that's just like a part of a personality type too. Like we- took a personality test like a company-wide a couple of weeks ago and it was interesting to see like the people that were one personality type that would do that that mm -hmm. would just reach out and be like Kendall I need this thing and that's yeah. it that's the yeah. only message you're getting from but then you get a different personality type who's like hey good morning how's your day how was your yeah. weekend like how are your kids oh my god the picture of your dog was really cute like anyway I was wondering if like maybe today or tomorrow or next week you could get me that report like <laughs> it, those oh my god personality you yes. know giving deadlines and is something that I like I feel horrible doing it, but it's like, no, like it's okay to need the deadline. Like something is due at a certain time. And like, I would do that for them without question. I'd be like, if you need something by next week, I'm like, okay, noted. You need it by yeah. next week. Like, why can't I request that of other people? Right. And they'll let you know. Yeah. If they're like, no, I can't get it to you next week. Okay, yeah. fine. Then I'll yeah. have to adjust my priorities or whatever. But I think it's just, it's inherently female, but I think it's also inherently just like your personality. I think and sure. something you have to unlearn a little bit. Yeah. For sure. Do you believe in regret or do you, does regret exist in your mindset or you're like, I have no regrets? Um, I think yes and no, which is a really dumb answer. And I'm so sorry that I've said it. It's very like <laughs> Silicon Valley, like those dudes in Silicon, they're like, yes and no. I was like, shut up. <laughs> um, uh, yes and no. I say, I say no, because I don't think I have any. I think I went to LA for a reason to learn lessons that I did. I think I moved to New York for a reason to learn lessons that I did. I think I moved to Richmond, you know, like, I, yeah, there, I don't feel any type of way about the, the choices that I've made. I mean, I think yes, because almost for the same reason, like I went to Los Angeles so that I didn't have regrets that I didn't go. I moved to New York so that I didn't have regrets that I didn't go. I moved to Richmond to be with my friends. So I didn't have regrets. I didn't get right. Like, so I think yes and no. And yeah. just that like, does it exist for me? Yeah. Yes. I think it's a concept that I consider when, before I make a decision. But when I look back at the choices I've made, I'm not ever like, yeah, God, if only I hadn't moved to LA. Like yeah. God, that, that really yeah. would have saved me time or whatever. Yeah. I'm never doing that. Yeah. Cause how else do you learn? But but like by doing it and we're never going to, I think that's another lesson is like, I feel like I always have to make the right choice the first time around. And it's like, how else are you going to learn if you make a mistake? Oh yeah. I make the wrong choice the first time, a hundred percent of the time. I think <laughs> probably <laughs> just, just in a hand. I'm like, this is going to be the wrong move, but whatever. <laughs> For sure. I'll, I'll find out in like 48 hours. Be fine. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So this, what, okay. What does a good life look like for you? Like at the end of your life, you look back and you're like, I had a good life. What does it consist of? Mm, I think 
the people that I have around me, the people that I've spent the time with, the memories that I've made with those people. Um, and I think just uh, joy, like finding joy in what I'm doing. So whether it be work or the extracurricular activities that I'm doing. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people our age feel like they have to fit into boxes. Like there's like a timeline mm -hmm. of like, I have to move here. I have to have this job. I have to have a spouse. I have to have children. I have to move here. I have to have a house, whatever. I don't even, I don't even know where that timeline is. Like <laughs> I haven't even seen it. I don't mm -hmm. even know her. Like she's dead and gone to me. <laughs> and so I'm just kind of like, if I look back on my life, but I've done what I wanted to, that timeline didn't show up for me, but like, I've done what I wanted to do. I've had the experiences I want to experience with the people I wanted to experience them with. Um, and I'm happy and I'm like all my basic needs met and I'm doing something that brings me joy. Like, yeah, I think it's a life well lived. Yeah, I agree. So what are you pursuing in this next chapter of your life? I am hoping to move back to the kind of Northern Virginia, DC area for reasons of to your point like a bit ago just connectedness like I think my cousins live there um my cousin just had a baby so I want to be closer to them um I have an aunt and uncle that live there that I'm close with you live there my two best friends from from growing up live there like, it would be lovely to live in the same city as you for once I know and my <laughs> other best friend lives lives near you too yeah so, like, like buildings near me buildings near, oh, she just moved into a house you'll have to see it's cute Ooh, so, okay. right in one of those neighborhoods um but I just think like what's next for me or what's important to me as I get older is the people that I'm spending time with like period and I think that's why I moved out of New York to be honest is one of the reasons is all of my friends lived in Richmond and those were the, I just was like this matters to me I want to show up for birthdays I want to show up for uh you know promotion like oh we're celebrating yeah. promotion we're going to get drinks like I want to be there for that yeah um um, I have a lot of friends who um, identify as LGBTQ plus. So we go to pride every year. Like I want to be able to go to that and celebrate that with them. Like, I just think I want to, it's people right now for me. Yeah. So like the next, the, whatever next step I make, whether it's back in DC or Nova or wherever it is, like is um, about the people that I'd yeah. Be, yeah. be able to get back and spend yeah. time with. Yeah. And being there for them. And yeah, like the world that we're in now and I hope everybody listening, like take this in, but like remote work is a beautiful thing and having that ability to work from anywhere for any company, not everybody does, but like, that's lovely. Cause it allows you to be your quality of life to be whatever you want it to be. And you're the, outside your nine to five to be like what you want it to be. Yeah. Period. Louder for the people in the back. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand the resistance of some companies to not do it. Yeah. I, and I have a friend right now who's traveling, her and her boyfriend are traveling the world. And they're both still working full time. Yeah. She's just like in Brazil. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. I want to be in Brazil. Yeah. I like, that's probably my dream within the next like five years I've been saying is I would love to have remote work, even if it's hybrid, but it's like every other month or something. Like I would like yeah. to have a month period or a couple weeks out of the year where I rent an Airbnb somewhere and just work from there and live from there just to have that like change of scenery, have that change yes. of pace. But I do, I like you, like you, I love my friends and family and I do like want to be with my social circle, but having yeah. that opportunity to do something like that is super, super cool. Staying with a friend who lives in 
you know, LA or San Diego for a week or two and working with them, but and not having to take all the time off because you still get to like do your job. Oh yeah, dude. And if you do it domestically, side note, a friend of mine just did this, like she just got back like last week. Um, and she's been doing it for almost eight or nine months and she went everywhere. Like she went up first. So she did like Pennsylvania, New York, like that kind of area. And then Mm -hmm. she went west. She worked her way west and did like, uh, I think she did like Nashville, New Orleans, New Mexico, Texas, California. So cool. So So if you are interested, if you are interested or whatever and want her, but although you're like a pro at itinerary, your family just in general is like travel kings and queens. We're trying. Yeah. I, I royalty yeah my dad in his retirement should just sell his like itineraries because he's so good I know but yeah that would be like my goal I think even even internationally as well like you just yes. you got 90 days on a passport to be somewhere why not that's true yeah. that's true and you got you got language on your side sis yeah at least one yeah at least you know? <laughs> and the rest like I German can, yeah <laughs> Germanic language I English could be so helpful for that just kidding it's not <laughs> lies lies but yeah and then my last and favorite question to ask people is what would you do if you knew you wouldn't fail oh this is a good one now I liked my sister's answer (laughs) because she would not fail at that if she wanted to go into musical theater she could Mm -hmm. um but maybe maybe giggle um that's a really good answer too. I was like, oh damn, that was a good one. Um, as a musical theater lover, I would, if I could tomorrow knew I, it wouldn't fail and I could just do it, I would open a gym. Ooh. I'd open uh-huh. a gym. I have wanted to do this. This has been like a secret dream of mine for probably the last like four years. Well, not secret anymore. Well, it's not secret, but I can't do it because I have <laughs> 10. I don't have $5 in my bank account anymore. I have about 10. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> working my way up in the world, but still not enough to find a gym. <laughs> um, but I think I'd open a gym. I think yeah. I would, like, I think, um, it, it would be, it would be for everybody because based on discriminatory law, I can't not let other people in, but <laughs> it would be, it would be kind of for, uh, women and members of the LGBT plus community. Cause I think those are two communities particularly in fitness that feel um not included yeah for sure or unsafe yeah, yeah and for so sure. to build a safe space where they could come and anybody anyone can come right but um it would be a safe space for those communities to come and explore fitness try new things do something they've never done before yeah um I think it would be so awesome yeah oh, I love that I will say I out of college, I worked as at the front desk of a gym for like six months. And I like didn't love opening it at 4 45 a.m. every day. But I loved the fact that like I got that one-on-one relationship with all the personal trainers and yeah. understood the machines. And it was probably one of the very other than taking fitness classes in college, but also I feel self-conscious during that time, etc. Yeah. But this was like the first time where I felt comfortable in a gym and I was like, oh, I can use all of this. I know how to use all this and I know people here. So I feel like comfortable and safe because otherwise it is such like a male dominated space. And so I love that. I love and I that. think 
like just to echo what I said before, but like fitness and I think working out is just inherently vulnerable because you're inherently mm-hmm. putting yourself in a position to try something hard and do something that maybe you've never done before or you maybe can't do. Like I can't yeah. pick that up. Yeah. Right. But um I think it's getting better, I hope. Um, but I just think there are communities that still don't feel welcome and don't feel safe in a fitness space which is Mm -hmm. unfortunate because how are you ever gonna you know learn that you like this thing or whatever if you don't try but if you're not giving any opportunity to feel like you can try or or welcomed into that space like it's just yeah so that would god it would be so awesome but I have ten dollars so I can't have one (laughs) (laughs) well I love that idea for you and I if and when you do that I'll go to your gym I think that would be a nice safe space thank you I will waive your, I will waive your fee. You promise? I have it here. I promise. Shelby will be my lawyer. (laughs) It's legally binding. I'll waive your fee, no problem. Even better. Well, thank you, Maddie, for being here. I'm so grateful. This was lovely. I feel like each time I do this, even though everybody that I've done these episodes with, I know, but like every time I do, I learn something new and I feel like I get a little piece of them. And I'm very thankful that you're willing to share it with the rest of whoever listens to this. Oh yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. You're so good at this. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, everybody stay tuned because Maddie will be back for a book club episode. Thanks everyone. See ya. Thank you for listening to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts and follow me on Instagram at unofficialbookclubpod. Please don't forget to rate and share with all of your friends. Until next time.